welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 168. Where they need to go, and sometimes they tip me. Sometimes they pay me. His lower lip began to tremble. The ifrit seemed on edge. One of them shat on the back seat once. I had to clean it before I could take the cab back. How could he do that? I had to clean the wet shit from the seat. Is that right? Selim puts out a hand, pats the ifrit's shoulder. He can feel solid flesh through the wool of the sweater. The ifrit raises his hand from the wheel, rests it on Selim's hand for a moment. Selim thinks of the desert then. Red sands blow, a dust sandstorm through his thoughts, and scarlet silks of the tents that surrounded the lost city of Ubar flap and billow through the wind. They drive up 8th Avenue. The old believe they do not piss into holes because the prophet told them that jinn live in holes. They know that the angels throw flaming stars at us when we try to listen to their conversations. But even for the old, when they come to this country, we are very, very far away. Back there, I did not have to drive a cab. I am sorry, says Selim. It is a bad time, says the driver. A storm is coming. It scares me. I would do anything to get away. The two of them say nothing more on their way back to the hotel. When Selim gets out of the cab, he gives the Ifrit a $20 bill, tells him to keep the change. Then, with a sudden burst of courage, he tells him his room number. The taxi driver says nothing in reply. A young woman clambers into the back of the cab, and it pulls out into the cold and the rain. Six o'clock in the evening. Selim has not yet written the facts to his brother-in-law. He goes out into the rain, buys himself this night's kebab and french fries. It has only been a week, but he feels that he is becoming heavier, rounder, softening in this country of New York. When he comes back to the hotel, he is surprised to see the taxi driver standing in the lobby, hands deep into his pockets. He is staring at a display of black and white postcards. When he sees Salim, he smiles, self-consciously. I called your room, he says, but there was no answer, so I thought I would wait. Salim smiles also and touches the man's arm. I am here, he says. And that's our page. The djinn starts the page by relating a pretty disgusting story about driving a cab in New York, and I can't imagine it's all that unique. This causes Salim to place a comforting hand on the djinn's shoulder, and Salim notes this time for certain that the djinn is solid, not made entirely out of smoke or fire. Skin to kit well, I was going to say skin to skin. Yeah. Skin to skin contact with the djinn as he grips Salim's hand gives Salim visions of the lost city of Ubar mentioned a couple pages ago. If we needed any confirmation that the djinn comes from Oman, I think this would confirm it. Here we get a small reflection of the conversations the old gods were having in Wednesday's head. The old believe, and that's great, but the belief that they have is drying up, either because they're dying or just because they're not able to pass it on to younger generations, especially in America. The Jin also notes in a callback to the opening text of the novel that even those that do believe don't really consider that their old gods would cross the ocean to be with them in America. It has been a while, but I guess I'll flip back and read that again, because, God, how many months have I been at this? It seems like forever, doesn't it? but in the good way. When I once asked why such demons are not seen in America, my informants giggled confusedly and said, they're scared to pass the ocean, it's too far, pointing out that Christ and the apostles never came to America. So that was, that's kind of what, what we're getting echoes of here. I couldn't find a point of reference for angels throwing fire at people who try to listen to their conversations, but the Ifrit, which Selim considers the jinn and Ifrit interchangeably on this page, were thought to live in caves or other dark underground places, so that part fits. If a man were to urinate in or near a hole occupied by a djinn, the man could be possessed and controlled by the djinn, so other than just not pissing in someone else's home, it's a good reason to avoid a djinn hole. 
That sounds dirty. The djinn also states that a storm is coming, and holy shit, we've heard a lot about that, huh? The djinn also talks of escaping to avoid the coming storm, and this made me think, what would that look like? I think we'll get a better idea on the next page. But, so far as we've been led to believe up to this point in the novel, or at least, I guess, so far as I believe in my own head, the gods and other creatures who were brought in the minds of believers can't leave. There's the conversation that Shadow and Wednesday had on page 105, where Shadow asks Wednesday if he's traveled a lot, and Wednesday says no. Still, perhaps, maybe just getting out of a cultural epicenter like New York City would be enough? The storm we've been hearing about is metaphorical in nature, and it could be similar to the reality storm that occurs in Sandman. I don't know. I guess we'll talk about it a little more a bit further on. But Chernobog was very reluctant to come with Wednesday on his crazy war mission. And we don't get an idea of exactly what his plan was. It sounds like maybe he would have just kept his head down in Chicago, but perhaps he would have tried to run as well. Selim blurts his room number out to the gin and gives him a $20 bill on what would have probably been about a 6 or $7 cab fare. It's hard to know exactly, especially since they they had to detour and whatnot, but that's a pretty darn good tip. So bravo, Selim. Although... Maybe not the most ideal way to go about things, Salim. Maybe give your number, your room number earlier in the ride so the tip doesn't seem transactional. But you know what? What do I know? I've been, a monoga- I've been in a monogamous relationship for nearly 15 years, and as, as difficult as it was for me to approach someone, I don't have the same, at all, the same difficulties that Salim would, being a gay man living in Oman. So, Salim, you do you, man. Salim feels like his week-long stay in America is already making him fatter and rounder, but back on 163, just a few pages ago, he was described as being plump there, so I don't know. We're not really given a lot of information that makes me not think he didn't already have a cute little tummy or something. American food would definitely not help, especially if it's all deep-fried, which is common enough in New York City. I don't know. I guess I'm just talking to talk which could be the subtitle of this podcast, honestly. When Selim returns to the hotel, he finds the gin waiting for him in the lobby, and it's all sweet and wonderful, and it makes my heart hurt just a tiny bit. Get in touch with the show at theworldbeyondthetail at gmail.com and on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues, which we use as our theme. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page, and remember, only the gods are real.